Welcome to the Life Untapped podcast, where we help you rediscover your potential so that you feel confident, clear, and independent. Have you inadvertently put yourself last all these years by putting others first, only to wake up in your midlife and find yourself lost in the shuffle? Girl, I have so been there. Let me share with you the lessons I've learned to create a new direction to rediscover yourself. Together, let's go on a journey of mastering your potential, tapping into the power that already exists inside of you. We'll talk confidence, self-care, organization, health and well-being, money mindsets, financial hacks, and how to kick your limiting beliefs to the curb for good. We will find and establish your vision, get crystal clear on it. This is your blueprint, your life untapped. I'm your host, Francine Rivera, lifestyle consultant and certified health coach. I'm also the founder of the Life Untapped Coaching System, where you can earn as you learn with our affiliate program. Check it out at thelifeuntapped.com and grab our free mini course, The Guilt-Free Balanced Life, while you are there. Are you ready for your blueprint? Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back. All right, so I hope you caught last week's episode on money mindset, limiting beliefs, all around scarcity and abundance mindset and how people feel, I guess, about money and wanting more and all that good stuff and tithing. We spoke a lot about tithing. So that was last week's episode, episode number 30. Today we are going to talk about reducing debt. I know it's it's a huge problem. Probably most Americans, if not the world, is debt or have, in a lot of debt. So years ago, my husband and I used to think that just because you can afford to make payments on something like a loan, that it was okay to have that debt. So car loans or boat loan or home equity to fix out the house or build that pool. We were like, okay, interest rates are low and we can afford the payment easily, right? Then it was no big deal to have it. Now, we assumed, wrongly assumed, since we didn't have credit card debt, that we were good. Then my world got rocked, learning what the Bible says on debt. Now, spoiler alert, it relates to slavery. <laughs> and it's never, here's another, here's another statement that rocked our world. It's never how much you earn, it's how much you keep. That's the main point, right? That's the difference. So I didn't understand because I thought, again, growing up, that you had more if you earned more. But no, <laughs> that's not necessarily true. And we went to, in talking with a lot of people, we found out that sometimes people who made a lot less kept more of it. So people who were making six figures and more still had nothing to show for it. So if you can't manage on, say, a $50,000 a year salary and you can't just make that work for you, you're probably never going to make a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars work for you. So if you can't manage money, period, you can't manage money. It doesn't matter what the amount is, and that's a skill. So I was asked a question that put this all into perspective for me, and I'm going to ask you this question now. And you might need a pen and paper for it. Um, if you're driving, no problem. Just I don't know, remember it or go back and rewind later. So the question is, how much money did you earn in the last five years? So yes, total up that number for you now. So net salary, let's go by net. Net salary, 
times five, roughly, okay? To keep the math simple, because Lord knows your girl's not good in math, let's say you earn 50,000, that's a nice round, even number that I can use, times five years, you know, again, keeping it simple, I'm not accounting for increases in salary or inflation, whatever. 50,000 a year times five, you brought in say $250,000 in the last five years. Great, write that, whatever that number is for you, write it down. Then I was asked, and I'm gonna ask you right now, how much of that is left? <laughs> Figure out your number, like what's left? What, what you got in savings, all right? Talk about a punch to the gut. I was like, oh crap. Because, you know, when I figured out the five-year number, I was like, dang, okay. You know, you don't think you brought in that much, but then, you know, times it by five, and you're like, all right, we did good. And then you look at what's left. And I was like, ouch. So I know it doesn't make sense. You think people who earn more, you know, had more left over, but it doesn't. So it's not, you know, hence my statement that I made earlier, it's not how much you earn, but rather keep. So Long story short, those statements, that little exercise rocked my world and I am always up for a challenge and always up for being better, right? Being better and learning more. So my husband and I got down to really focusing on our finances and being a better steward of them. Long story short, we paid off a bunch of debt. Okay, I know I've said the money before, the, the number before. Then I heard somebody say saying the number is kind of like an ego. I don't really think it's an ego. I'm going to tell you guys, it was $110,000 worth of debt. I don't say that to brag at all. I say that so you know it's possible. Okay, so we are living smaller now um, since we started to look at things a lot differently. So we all need to stop trying to keep up with the Joneses and all those HGTV shows. So if you know me at all, that is my one guilty pleasure is watching that channel. Like I never, never, like hardly never watch TV. Like I'll never watch the news. If my TV is on, it's A, my granddaughter's watching something or B, I'm putting on HGTV because I just need to unwind and relax and I watch it for like maybe an hour before I go to bed. Now that TV show and I'm like off on a little side note tangent here hgtv can be harmful to you i you know you have to be aware of it because now you're looking at people redoing their homes brand new homes and you're going oh gosh and then you're looking around your environment going why does my home not look at that you know and it can cause a lot of yucky <laughs> feelings not shame but like desire, okay, so now you're coveting what other people have, you're desiring what they have, you're like, how come we can't afford this? So a lot of feelings that, you know, you don't want to start comparing yourself to other people, okay? Especially when you, you see the show and, again, I'm off on a tangent, but you watch House Hunters and like they introduce the couple and they're like, she's a stay-at-home mom and he just, you know, he's he studies butterflies in a lab for a living. I'm just making this up, right? But their budget is like $900,000. And you're like, what? So, okay. Anyway, that's what I mean. Stop trying to keep up with the Joneses and all the people on the HGTV shows. Start focusing on debt reduction, wealth creation, and having multiple income streams, my friend. 
Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover is a great place to start. Get a book probably at the library. A lot of churches do financial peace. So that's like a good starting point. I've gone through his program. I've gone through Danny Johnson's War on Debt program. Both are very similar and they both give action steps to paying down debt and living a freer life. Now remember, if you don't tell your money where to go, it's just going to go. Like it's always going to go someplace. So you need to always have a plan for your money. This can't be just something you just wing. Uh, many, many people just <laughs> wing it and then look at the state of our households that we're in, right? Many of us have debt, like I said. You have to track it. You have to tell it where to go. What you track, you can improve. Now, that's a common thread in anything in life that you want to improve from your nutrition to exercise to right now finances that we're talking about. I used to tell this to all my personal training clients. I want to see a log of what you're eating. They would come in to me and say, I can't lose weight. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm like, okay, great. Show me your, your food log. What are you eating? Okay. What you track, you can improve because you don't remember if you don't have it down on paper. So first thing you're going to need to do is get an accounting of the debt that you have. Oh, I also want to say there's no shame in this. Okay. This is not to make you feel bad or feel guilty or to feel shameful. This is just to make you aware. You can't fix something you're not aware of. And you need to come clean with your spouse. If your spouse, I'm talking mostly to obviously my, my audience is mostly females. A lot of us don't tell our husband maybe we have debt on a credit card that we went on a shopping spree that we know we shouldn't have, but we did. So I would talk to a lot of females that keep some of their money problems or money issues hidden from their spouse. I'm going to leave that up to you guys. I think you should come clean. There's no, there's shame in what you hide in the dark, right? When you bring things to light, there's no shame. It's out in the open. You could both work on it. You could both improve the situation. All right. So let's get an accounting of the debt that you currently have. Gather all your bills. I'm going to say leave the mortgage out of it for now. If you have a mortgage, just leave it out of it for now. So I'm talking car loans, student loans, credit card loans, you name it. List them from the lowest balance to the highest balance. Now put that aside. Just know that if you're making the minimum payments on these balances, your debt's never going to go away. You're probably just paying the interest only. So now we've got our debt written. Now you're wondering, okay, great. How do I pay this off when I'm living paycheck to paycheck? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Next, we're going to figure out how much extra money there is in your budget. I know you're saying I don't have any extra money. Most people do. I'm going to help you here. So most people will find a few extra hundreds of dollars after going through this next exercise. And this is where we look at where all your money is going every month. Do you really need that fancy new car sitting in your driveway that sucks up premium gas? I don't know. Only you can really answer these questions, okay? Like I said, there's no right or wrong. This is, I'm asking these questions so it gets you thinking, gets your wheels turning, right? Can you sell it? Can you trade it in for a less fancy car? Maybe a slightly used car and save on car payments? Owning your car for 10 years or more will cost so much less than leasing every few years, even with the occasional maintenance cost. So 
we used to lease some cars or we would buy new cars. We don't do that at all. I will never lease again. Owning a new car, yeah, I love that new car smell, but I will buy a car now after somebody else turned in their lease. So I'll buy a car that's like three or four years old. Okay, that's your best value. And then hold on to that car forever. So even with the occasional maintenance cost, that will still be your best bet in the long run. All right, so look at your car payments. Look at the car situation. Do you need two to three cars in your driveway when maybe, I don't know, one of you works from home all the time? and uh, Or maybe both of you work from home. Why do you still need two cars? I don't know. Again, I'm just trying to get you to ask yourself better questions so you can figure it out what works for you, your family, your situation. Can you brown bag your lunch? Can you carpool to save gas? Can you trade babysitting services with another mom in your neighborhood so you could both save money? There are lots of ways you can look to cut back money. So now I'm gonna ask you to print out your bank statements and your credit card statements. Take a different color highlighter for each category. And the examples of these categories are groceries, entertainment, eating out, so you know, restaurant expenses, gasoline for your car, coffee runs at Starbucks, subscriptions such as XM Radio or Netflix, magazines, uh, the monthly subscription boxes that some people get now for makeup or clothing. You get the idea. Add them all up and take notice where your money is going. Do you always need to buy your coffee out every day? Do you need to eat out in a restaurant that much? Are you spending more than you have to in the grocery store? Okay, that one I'm going to probably say that's a yes for most of y'all listening. <laughs> that is like the easiest area for the majority of us to cut back is on our food bill. So that, like I said, most of us can cut back there the easiest. We don't need 10 different breakfast items in our house. How many boxes of cereal and oatmeal and or waffles and muffins and then English muffins do you have? Like, do you need all those choices? I eat organically a lot and I can still keep my grocery bill down um, where I mentioned once, I guess, what I was spending on. Okay, I think, because I'm in an Airbnb now, I'm in between homes. If you've been following my episodes, we recently moved out of state, so things are a little bit crazy. But when I was tracking, we were spending probably on average 500 a month on food. And that's for four four people, three adults and a seven-year-old who does have quite the appetite. So on average, 500 a month. So that 400 most times and then 600 when I would get my stuff from like butcher box, like I told you I eat organically. So my average was about 500 a month on food. Like that was pretty good. My friends were impressed. So like I said, you can really save on your grocery shopping. So you shop the sale items, shop what's in season, Generic labels often taste the same as those big name brands. I know one time I bought, or somebody must have brought in peanut butter that was the store brand. And I was like, no, I only eat like Jiffy or <laughs> whatever it was. And I tried it. I was like, oh, it's exactly the same for like $1.50 less. <laughs> so you can save a lot of money just switching to the generic label. Well, I want to say at least 90, 95% of the generic brand labels taste exactly, exactly, exactly the same. There's maybe one or two that don't, and I had to go back to the label. 
So you can get really creative here. You can make it a game with your family to see how much you can save every week. Come on, like, come on guys, can we beat last week's food bill? Like whatever it takes to not make this like a dreadful, oh, we've got to do this. We can't spend money. Make it into a game. Many actually love this challenge to see how much less, you know, they can do and how much more they can save. So another thing, eat down what's in your pantry and your refrigerator before you go stock up again. I have to say, this piece of advice was given to me, but I was always a person who stocked up, who always had things in advance because I like to prepare for the future. What if I was sick one week? This is funny too, coming from a person who really gets, I never get sick, but I always said, you know, I wanted to be prepared just in case anything came up. I wanted there to be food in the refrigerator. And then of course, 2020 happened when things were shut down and then we had a lot of shortages in the grocery store. So I was grateful that I was stocked up. But to a certain point, if you're the kind of person that you've got like a bajillion things, like you've got, I don't know, 30 boxes of pasta and or 30 packages of meat in your freezer, start to eat down what you have before you go shopping. We did this when we moved. Like I said, we just moved out of state. So I had, for two months, I really didn't spend much on grocery bills because I was eating down all my stash that, you know, of course I had to go to the grocery store and get like things like milk and fruit and vegetable and cold cuts, like things like that. But the majority, I was just not having to go out. You know, I was just eating the dinners of things that I had in the house. So that's a awesome way. Like I said, the grocery store, your food bill is the biggest area you're going to find the most excess spending there. Here's another one. Can you cancel any or all of those reoccurring memberships? The gym membership you may not have used in months. Cable. Oh my gosh. Um, I know some of you are like, not my cable. Yes, your cable. That could even be chopped down. Maybe you don't need all those extra channels. Do we really need 300 channels? <laughs> I know. It's, I have a little bit of a bias. I watch one. <laughs> but see what the smallest package is. And maybe you can get away with the smallest package on your cable bill. Maybe you can get rid of cable and just do streaming. Check out your cell phone bill. See if you can call your cell phone provider and, and lower the bill that way. Check out your insurance policies, raising your deductibles. I did this years ago. You know, think how often you use and, and put in a claim. So again, you have to figure it out based on the differences, but call these companies and figure out the difference. Ask them, is there any way I can save money? And a lot of times they, they will help you out. All right, here's another one for you ladies. Are you spending a small car payment on maintenance, like getting your nails and hair done? every month. I know I was. I'm embarrassed to say it. I didn't realize how much I was spending until one day before a vacation and I did it all in one day and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I got like a haircut, a hair color, and then I got my nails done. Then I got a pedicure and I was like, what? You know, with the tips on top of everything? I was like, oh my gosh. So I stopped getting my nails done for a while. I started coloring my own hair to save money. Again, just my personal thing I wanted to do for a while because I realized I was spending too much money. It depends on the amount of debt you have, okay? So maybe all these ideas, you're like, nope, 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 nope. 
So like a buffet, look, guys, just take what you want, leave what you don't. I'm just giving you suggestions on how you can cut back and find some extra money. So you may not, again, it depends on the debt that you have. You might not have to do um, much, but if you have a lot of debt, it me, I'd go all in. I'm an all in person. I would go all in. And then until things got a little bit more control, maybe you can just find a less expensive salon. Sit down with your, your spouse, your significant other, and have a talk over this together and, and figure out ways you can work together to achieve your goals. Can date nights be less expensive? Do they always have to be on that fancy downtown restaurant? You know, could it be just like a picnic? Could it be, I don't know, just for a walk, a date? doesn't always have to involve food. Maybe you could just go hiking. Once you are both on board, this can become a fun game um, with an end goal that you can both enjoy. So after you've made some cuts where you can, total up the extra money that you found. Now, most people after doing this exercise will find an extra few hundred dollars. Like I said, on average, it's about $500 of extra. Like we'll call that the fat in your budget that you know, you thought you didn't have the money, but whoa, you, now you found $500 a month after making these cuts and adjustments. Now you're going to add that to the monthly payment that you were paying your debt. So you're going to pay the smallest debt first, regardless of the interest rate. And it's because it's going to give you the fastest win. And then you're going to roll up all that money that you were paying to that lowest debt to the next highest debt. And then you're going to keep going up. That's called, I guess, the snowball effect or the snowball plan that Dave Ramsey talks about. So depending on the amount, it could take a while or it can go fast. But I assure you, it's freeing and it's worth it. And you're going to have this sense of success and sense of accomplishment. And then you're going to double up on all the other, the debt above that. And like I said, I left off the mortgage payment, but certainly you can keep that in there and then once you are debt free in every other area but the mortgage now if you were paying a thousand dollars a month on car payments and you know what have you the credit card bills now you have an extra thousand a month my friend you can roll that into your mortgage payment every month and pay down that mortgage faster you can roll up maybe only half and invest the other half do whatever works best for you and your family and your goals so you have to be faithful with the little before you are ruler over much. And I just sprinkled another paraphrase scripture <laughs> from the Bible. But yes, that is something, again, that I live by. You can't, you'll never be ruler over a lot if you can't handle the little that you have. So be a good steward, be sovereign over what you have, and you will be blessed with more, my friend. So now go home. Go get out your calculator and all your bank statements and your credit card statements and go find your money. Next episode, we're going to be talking about making more income. All right. Till next time, my friend, you are worth it. Thanks so much for listening. But before you go, if you found value in today's show, I would love it if you would take a screenshot of this episode shared it with others on social media and be sure to hit that subscribe button and head on over to itunes or wherever you listen to rate and leave a review 
It is how we can empower, educate, and shift how others visualize their lives. Until next time, my friend, remember to live a life untapped. You are worth it.